This is literally like the fourth or fifth time I've recorded this episode. Not the whole thing, just like introduction. I had this entire like really nice technical pyrotechnics, uh, some some YouTube videos, some um, some famous people had called in, given me some some shout outs, some encouragement, and none of that's working. So, but I'm here. You're here. I'm obviously top to bottom in boxer gear, hat, shades, jersey, wristband. I got my got my Jordans on. So if we're here, let's just we can't do it the way we want, but let's get this show started. Thank you, thank you guys. This this is uncalled for. This is really no no no. I haven't even done anything yet. I haven't even started. You guys are too kind, though. Too kind. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You set it set it down. Set it up. You guys are in the bag. You guys are crazy. Thank you, though. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Those of you guys are here in person uh, on the radio. Really great that you're tuning in. So welcome to the boxer episode. This is probably the most not asked for AOE two content since the Gajaras came out. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted Gajaras. Uh, but here they are. I am excited to be working with Lazaro. I was reviewing the contract this week and didn't realize I actually contractually have to play Pokemon. <laughs> that's obviously that's a joke. Why would I do that? Why would that be in the contract? Just a joke. This is going to be great. Uh, you guys are good tonight. Feeling feeling really good. We've got a, got a good show. Going to go over uh, some Civ information. Look at the current AOE2 uh, map pool. Going to give you guys some ideas to start percolating on as the new maps come out. Uh, go over some of my games this week. And then, most importantly, here at the end, there's some AOE4 drama. I don't know if you guys have heard a lot going on, a lot being said about the Golden League. We'll go over the Golden League, and then I'll also explain some AOE 2 pros are getting called out in the midst of all this AOE 4 drama. So getting called out by name. So we'll tell you guys what they did or what they didn't do later on in the show. But for now... We're going to go over into some Civ information. Okay. I have in front of me some note cards that I've made. I'd be willing to hand these out. i give these out to anybody who wants to learn the game. What I've done here is I've shortened the tech tree into a flashcard and we're going to go over a, a sieve here just a random so i'm going to draw it out of the out of the cards and just tell you guys about that sieve what i found that was important and how we shorten these down so from the middle of the deck we have koreans korean sieve man we're really we're really going fast here i'll have to slow this down is music good? We uh, we liking the music. Okay, that was a little, <laughs> a little much. Uh, 
Thank you. You're really over enthusiasm. Koreans, what do you want to know about them? Villagers, plus three line of sight. Very important, especially on like a nomad start. You get a lot more visibility to what's going on. Probably easier to find sheep on an open map if you're, if you're scouting with fills, but you shouldn't be doing that. Stone miners, 20% faster. That's key. Big tower rush sieve, right? Big tower rush energy with the sieve. Tower upgrades free. Did I say tower rush sieve? Yes. Yes, I did. When you get to castle, when you get to imp, all those tower upgrades completely free. The towers that you trust with are now the towers that you kill with. Uh, moving on, archer armor free. You're not paying for it. Big trust sieve, big archer sieve. That's what you think when you think Koreans. Military units, not siege. 20% reduction in wood cost. What military units require wood? Oh, wait, that's archers. Big archer sieve. Unique text. Towers, plus two range. Does not include the bar tower. Again, another tower thing, right? Get the towers up. You playing Koreans? Let's see the towers come out. Manganel line, plus one range. Okay, not really an archer or tower thing. Kind of a weird, unique tech. That's an imp. Don't worry about it. I have a line on here for rare units. Are there any rare units with the Koreans? Do we have any camels? Do we have any eagles? Do we have any elephants? No. I don't list on here their unique units. I feel like you should just know that. We're not going over. Bonuses. Manganel line, minimum range removed. Not only did they get plus one range with their M-Tech, but they also have no minimum range. I don't know if that's good or bad. Could they hit themselves with with a, a Manganel shot? Can a Manganel hit its own self if you're Korean? We'll try that. We're going to load up age in a minute. In a minute. And then we'll, we'll give it a shot. Did you guys hear my voice cut out? Or is that just me? Anyway. Other side of this. That was just one half of the note card. Other half of the note card. We have a tech tree summary. So going to their archery range. They're only missing Parthian tactics. That's it. That means they've got hand, hand gun. Hand gun. Blow it up. They've got hand cannons. They've got thumb ring. Arbalest. Elite skirm. Elite skirm. Heavy cav archer. But they're missing Parsi. Barracks. Full barracks. Full barracks with the Koreans. Stables. Missing bloodlines. That's important. You don't want to make cav here. Missing paladin. So they do have a cavalier. But they're missing bloodlines. Siege. Don't have siege ram. Don't have heavy's court. You see a trend? With the tech tree, we're highlighting what they're missing. Most sieves are going to be missing more stuff, less stuff. I mean, missing less. Let me do my math. They will be missing less text than they have. So it's easier to remember what they're missing. Where was I at? Siege. Missing siege ram, missing heavy score. So they got bombard cannon. They've got Siege Onager. So there it is. That is. Blacksmith. Missing plate barding. That's the Imperial Armor for Cav. 
missing bloodlines, missing paladin, missing plate barding. Also missing blast furnace, which is the uh, imperial damage for infantry and cav. So not in a good spot if you're playing cav here. Monastery. They're missing redemption, atonement, heresy, illumination. Redemption alone, that's where you can... Redemption lets you convert buildings, convert siege. That's huge. If you're trying to go monks, you need to do both of those things. Don't go monks with these guys. The dock. Here's interesting. They're only missing demo ships. I mean, that's all the demo ships, but they're, but that's it. So they have a, almost a full dock. Really good on water, the Koreans. I did not mention unique sieves. They also got the turtle ship. Maybe turtle ship makes up for a demo ship. You're like two or three shots from a, from a turtle ship or a ship. And one of the rare, going to the university, one of the rare sieves to have an entire university. I don't really know what to do with that. I guess that there's a lot of tower techs in there. So even more reinforcing the pre-Andara towers. If, um, that's a long way to say archers and towers with the Koreans. But if you can get your Korean opponent going into knights for some reason, I don't know how you would do that. But if you could, you ought to feel pretty good. So that has been, what are we going to call that segment? Civ Review. Civ Review with Boxer. Again, if you're interested in those cards, uh, hit me up in Discord. I'd love some feedback. I might sell them at some point. But uh, I could be convinced to give away some free copies for some, some feedback. Maybe some minor editing review. All right, shut, shut this music off. We're done with that. Moving on. AV tool map pool. I kind of wanted to go over current map pool, but there's a uh, a vote that expires right now in less than sixteen hours. I don't know when these maps go live after that, but probably soon. So, how about we just look at the potential new maps? Can we get some H4, H2 music? How's that? Too, too much? It's probably good. So, currently winning the poll in this map poll... One of the weirder maps is Budapest. I'm going to pull up Budapest here. Go ahead and make it to where I can see the entire map. We're going to start up. Now, on Budapest, you start with two town centers. And... Oddly enough, I started with uh, Chinese. So when you start with two town centers, you have three villagers at each town center. Uh, you also 
have six if you're Chinese at one and then three at the other. So you get the normal Chinese start plus just a, a normie start if you're Chinese. I didn't do that on purpose, but that's good information for you. Uh, population with Chinese, 11 out of 20. So that's really nice. I, I won't mention Chinese stuff anymore. The other thing you start with, in addition to another town center and three more bills, regardless of your sieve, is you start with an extra scout. So you have two scouts. Here's the first advice I'm going to give you on Budapest. Link those scouts up together. So that way, if you're two scouts, find one scout from the other guy, you can win that scout fight. It's also, if you want to go feudal aggression, you know, keep the scouts together, make a few more scouts, go fight. Uh, but I don't recommend it. So you really want to get both town centers producing. Uh, so you're going to do your normal start twice. From each town center, six on food. So gather those sheep, split them up. You've got two boar at each town center. You have potential... Just looking around the map. Potential to get eight sheep at each town center, like normal. There's also laming potential. You're pretty close to the other guy. Or girl. There's a pathway to get to the other person on the left side, on the right side, and in the middle. So pretty easy to wall off if you wanted to wall off early. This tends to be a super fast castle map. So you're producing a lot of bills. You're getting a you're getting a castle. I don't know. Twelve minutes, maybe fourteen minutes, but you're getting there with forty or fifty bills. It's going to be a boom-heavy game, and it's going to be a lot of aggression at that wall line. The other thing you have is four lakes on this map. Not in the corners, like on four lakes, but up against the, the long walls. So you could, if you wanted to, get some fishing ships out there. Uh, you can send one of your town centers, or both, straight to wood, and start getting the fishing ships out. And... That'll pay off a little bit. There's not a ton of fish out here. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Three, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Three, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, ten. Three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, maybe yeah, I'm kind of missing. Nine to ten deep fish in each of these ponds. That's not going to last a long time, but it'll get you going. It'll be really nice since you have two town centers to produce from. Um, that's it. It's going to be kind of chaotic. Depending on your elo, your opponent is having just as hard as, well, I guess, regardless of your elo. If you're having an easy time, your opponent probably is too. If you're having a hard time, your opponent is too. Budapest is a chaotic map. Just know that. I don't have any advice beyond like getting to castle. Get to castle quick, and then fight from there. It's a, it's a really crazy map, and that's all I can say to you. Also, maybe don't play Cummins because you can't really beetle boom. You got to remove one of their, one of their benefits. What sims would be good here? Uh, I can see Mongols. There's quite a bit of hunt on your side. 
I can see Mongols being nice. Japanese feel good because you've got the hybrid, the hybrid thing going on. They're cheaper lumber camps, cheaper mills, and they're super awesome fishing ships with extra HP. Those all blend well here. Byzantines with the extra HP on walls and buildings. You know, now that I'm looking at Chinese, I wasn't going to bring them back up. But Chinese don't feel bad. Yeah, you can get up to Castle, get the Great Wall tech. Yeah. Spanish? I bet Spanish run this like Nomad. Early Castle Drop, Conquistadors. That's really all. That's all I got for you on on Budapest here. So be be on the lookout for that. It's in the running for team games and for one v ones. I think it's much higher on one v ones. We're probably getting Budapest here. The next map on one v ones looks like it's coming up. It's gonna be Fortress. Let's look at Fortress. Chinese again. Wow, you're starting with 13 vils if you're Chinese. Let's check a normal sieve. Byzantines are the most bland normal sieve. So 13 if you're Chinese. 10 if you're anyone else. So Chinese still get extra 3 vils. Now, population, 11 out of 45. So you're starting with a couple of houses, starting with a castle. That's all boosting your your population. You're also starting with a barracks. I would noticed that before. So a castle, a barracks, um, some towers, and you're, you're stonewalled in, almost like arena. Uh, Fortress is another fast castle map. And you're going to get to castle faster than a normal fast castle. You've got five farms already planted. So I recommend you drop it in on those. I see... Is this right? I see no sheep, but two boar. So you don't get, you don't get sheep. You do get free farms, five of them. And you do get two boar... Yeah, you kind of got to search around for those. You do get berries. You've got a little bit of wood inside. Good amount of stone and gold. So you can get your you get your guys up and working. But you're going to have to go outside for wood at some point. You can also easily wall. Like right here on this map, Jen. One, one tile of stone. One stone wall. And I've kind of got my backside walled off. And then... This is really good, Jen. One, one stone on the other side. So with two two extra stone walls, my entire back of my base is walled out. Looking at the other guy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He needs about eight stone walls to get his back secured compared to two. So this isn't a very balanced gen. Um again, this is gonna be a castle game. If you don't like feudal aggression. This is the game you want to go for. Some tips. You start out with a castle. So it'd be nice to have a sieve 
where you like the unique unit. We mentioned Spanish. Conks are always good. Um, who else is good here? Like a Mongol play of Mango Die. Mango Die are super strong. Maybe Gajaras are good on everything, but having Chakram come out of that castle early is nice. But what, what you'll see and what you'll get caught off guard with, people will make... What's the... Uh, Gotta go over and pull this. Petards. People will make two petards and knock down a little wall, a gate. I think two petards crack open a stone wall. So they'll mass Mangadai out of that castle. Or they'll have a stable set up and they're making knights. They're making light cap. They'll send two petards over. You're you guys are in castle at the same time. You're thinking, I'm pretty safe. Got these stone walls. You're dropping your two TCs. You're starting to, to boom on these three TCs. Uh, and then they're going to pop open a stone wall and start rushing you with military. So watch out for that. Be ready for that as you're building houses. But you, you won't need houses for a while. But put houses along the wall. Uh, maybe even if you're going to boom, get on stone and do a second layer of stone walls. I don't know. Just throwing some things out. They're the thing to think about. Um, since you are going fast castle, fast castle, you start with more veils. I think you can get to castle. Maybe on like... What do get here? 10? I don't know. I just feel like you get to castle really fast here. And you don't have the normal castle economy. You don't have 30 to 40 vils. I think you're getting a castle at like 20, 23, 24 vils. So it'll be really hard to produce out of two town centers. Just be aware of that. Do a lot of scouting. See what the other guy's doing. And uh, ease your way into a castle boom if you're doing that. Be careful with that. Fast Imp is also interesting here. Because... You already have the castle. You don't need any more buildings in Castle Age to go up to M. So you could kind of pull back on wood, put more on food and gold, and then just shoot up right to M. So that's Fortress. Fortress is weird. I avoid Fortress. I don't play Fortress. I would be willing to play Budapest. It's just a little little more crazy. Um, and it's hard. I think it's hard to have a, a prepared strat for Budapest. For Fortress, there's a lot of a lot of clownery going on. If you don't like arena clowns, Fortress clowns are like their weird cousins that even the arena clowns are like, we don't we don't really want to claim them. But if it's got big shoes and it wears makeup, it's a clown. What else do we have? Hideout. Hideout's pretty standard. I feel like you guys have seen Hideout. It's like a poor man's arena. I'm not even going to pull it up. You start out with palisade walls all the way around. There's wood in the center. You and the other guy are taking wood together from the same you know, wood forest. Um, there's deer either inside or outside the walls. Inside's great. You could push it. Outside becomes a pain. Uh, normal sheep. And it's pretty much a 
Bass Castle or Tower map. So based on timings, if they're up 18, 19 pop, they're probably going towers. They might I've seen I've seen men at arms rush work. I've seen scouts maybe work. It's just too easy to wall those folks out. So expect towers. Go fast castle. Keep your uh, keep your wits about you on hideout. And then the last one I wanted to cover is Greenland. Greenland is weird. Pulling up Greenland here. So Greenland, oh yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen this. This was in some tournament somewhere. I don't remember. It's been like a year. So Greenland, you start kind of up on a hill. It's a very slight hill, like a one towel hill. And then down below is a bunch of ice and water. You can walk across it. There's a lot of fish, shore fish. And I see a lot of the pros move forward and mill the shore fish. Shore fish come in really fast. So there's some vil fighting if you do that. So be ready for that. This can be an early aggression type map. I see this is a cow gen. And there are three cows out there ready to be taken in addition to the three that you start with. So assume if it's sheep, it's the same thing. This is a normal eight sheep start. Uh, there are two boar, so you don't have to go get the shore fish. But I think if you were to, if you're going to send vills out to shore fish, uh, send more than three. Send four or five. That way, if there is a vill fight, you're good to go. Keep the scout nearby, and uh, yeah, take advantage of the shore fish. When you get to feudal tower early. You know, normally you're thinking about towering your gold. I would probably tower the shore fish. And since there is so much food, I would recommend a, a scout opening here. If you're gonna, especially if you're gonna tower all of these shore fish, you can't really protect your gold. Going archers is risky. What else? The base looks pretty easy to wall, and you got four corner. Wood lions, both of these gens do. So, you know, a little bit of wood into palisade walls and you could wall out. But yeah, the shore fish in the middle, taking advantage of that. Early, early fish, a lot of extra food and feudal. I think this will be a highly feudal aggressive map. I do not think this is a fast castle map. But if you get a good gen and you can wall easy, uh, ignore the shore fish. Maybe you could fast castle. I'm not against it. So yeah, that is Greenland. I'll, I'll probably, if Greenland makes it through, I'll be playing some Greenland. It's a nice alternative to Arabia. So if you're, if you're an arena clown, probably going to like fortress. If you're an Arabia guy, look at Greenland. Hideout can be played with either one and then Budapest if you are chaotic neutral if you're just like chaos take a look at Budapest so those are 
the map pulls. Let's get out of here. Now, next section. I want to talk about my recent matchups. Not anything in particular. Just uh, walk through some of my games. Give you my thoughts for the week. Like boxers. Uh, boxers. If that, if that last one was boxers coaching. You know, coaching hour. This is boxers reflection time. I need some. I need some. I'm gonna write that down. I need like some meditation music. That'd be good. Meditation. Maybe some uh, some chimes. I don't think I have any chimes on my soundboard. That doesn't count. That's not really a chime. So, just oh, stop. Turn it off. It scared me. Recent matchups. One that stands out. At a team game. Pretty sure we went random on Nomad. Because I got Turks. Turks has not screamed Nomad to me. But I've played them at least twice on Nomad. Once on purpose. So I got Turks. I went... It's kind of in our Nomad pocket. Nomad doesn't have a pocket. But I wasn't front line against the other the other uh, team. So I I went early scouts on Nomad. Get the free light cab upgrade. So Turk Turk Scouts. Turkey Scouts. I said Turk. I think I was gonna say Turkey Scouts. Turkish? Turkish Scouts. Are pretty strong on Nomad. They automatically get the upgrade to light cav. With a, a few blacksmith upgrades, they hit pretty hard. They can run archers off. So that's what the, the other team did. Double archers against my f- nomad flink. Supported him with uh, with scouts. The flink was ac- actually Mustang. I don't know if you guys watch Mustang on Twitch. Uh, but I was backing him up. And from scouts, I went knights. They showed archers and knights, maybe Burgundians, because they were cavalier pretty early. But they showed archers into archers and archers into knights. So I went from Turk knights to Turk camels. Turks get fully upgraded camels in imp. They get fully upgraded cavalier in imp. And I'll be honest with you, I don't often think to go cavalry with Turks. Uh, they get a unique tech to increase Cav Archer HP. So I do think Cav Archer. Obviously, Janissary out of the castle. I, I just think of Turks as a range army. Either Cav Archers or Janissary. I do think about the scouts, right? Support both of those with scouts. But I don't really think of them as a knight or camelsiv. And they do both great. So, um, spoiler alert, we won that game, crushed them easily, but yeah, the Turk Knight, don't, uh, don't sleep on the Turk Knights, don't sleep on Turkey Knights. That was a team game. I had some 1v1s, where are they at? Trying to find those for you guys. There's one that's very annoying I want to talk to. 
Yeah, these are straight up not showing up. I want to pull this from memory. So I'll, I'll pull it from memory while I'm pulling it up, but it was Acclivity. So Acclivity came out during Red Bull, you know, last year, year before last. And Acclivity is you're fighting, you start out kind of in a bowl, and around the edge, there's a two to four tile bridge along the back sides and then cutting across the middle. So the map's cut into two halves cross mid and both of you are kind of living inside a bowl. The ridges have a little bit of wood, a little bit of stone, a little bit of gold, some hunt, but then you got a, a main golden stone right by your base in your bowl. It's almost like a, like a crater type map. Um, like a weird crater map. And I was playing this, I was playing this guy out. I'm 13, low 1300. I'm Vietnamese. He's Poles. We randomed into these. And he he went fully all in. Was doing pretty good. He opened... What did he open with? Scouts, maybe? I don't know. I didn't really respect his opening. But he, he got up pretty quick. Did he trust me? I don't think he trusted me. But he got up quick. Oh, no. This guy tried to, this guy, I had to go back and watch it. I was Vietnamese. He shows up and tries to lame me. He tries to take my sheep. He gets one. I go and get it back. So he kills it. And then if you didn't know, if you can't steal someone's sheep, if you can reach it, you can just hit it once and kill it. And then nobody can take food from it. So he stole my sheep, stole it back. He killed it. And it was, he was there immediately. I'd only found two of my sheep. I thought he just abandoned his sheep. So I sent my scout to him to try to steal his sheep. And it couldn't find any of them. Go back and watch the replay. This dude walked straight out of his town center, took a right, and found all four of his sheep side by side within the first 45 seconds of the game. So then I understood why he came and rushed me and tried to lame me. If I find my four sheep, I'm coming after you too. Uh, so then he hit my boar. I see the boar running through fog of war. I'm like, great, this guy's laming my boar too. So I'll, I'll leave my scout over there on patrol looking for him, like the possible route he'd come back. So that way I'd kill his scout at least and get my, get my boar back. That failed for him. He didn't lose his scout, but he didn't take my, my boar. So I'm already messed up. I'm just so thrown off. Lost a sheep. I thought I lost a boar. Didn't. Um, couldn't find my other sheep. Eventually found them on the way up to feudal. I'm farming early. Everything was just not what I wanted. And sure enough, you know, the guy castle drops me. I can't stop it. He didn't castle drop anything good, but he did castle drop my stone. So he's taking more stone to drop another castle on me. Um, what else? So I get into his woodline. And do a little bit of damage. Hit. I probably killed five or ten villagers. And he's still coming. And then he gets the imp before I do. So I try to get the imp. I've lost a TC. I'm still booming on three TCs. 
but they're all over the map and I'm kind of running out of food. I do get the imp. And then he hits my wood line with five cavalier and I call it. He's got a score lead, but I'm, I swear I've got a villager lead. And he, and sure enough, I did. It was like 70 villagers to 45. So I had a substantial vill lead and just like gave it up. And here's the moral of that story. Here's the reflection point. Here's the meditation. He did not win militarily. You know, I'm pretty sure I killed more of his military than he killed of mine. Uh, he probably killed more vills than I killed, but I had more vills. So economy, I was beating him. Military, let's call it a draw. And I was probably five or ten minutes away from a victory. But he beat me on morale. I was so devastated. My throat's drying up. Man, my first episode. I must let Zero do all the talking. Because my throat is not used to this. Anyway. He beat me on morale. I just was done playing that game. I wanted to move on. And I I hate the guy for the laming and the pressure and the all in. I'm not a huge fan of all in strats. But I respect the heck out of the fact that he made me beat myself. I was beating him. And then mentally, I beat myself. And once he hit that wood line with five cav, which was all the cav he had, and all he could probably afford, um, I just gave up. I said, forget it. I don't feel like playing this game. And uh, yeah, good job to him. That's my reflection point. I don't want to talk about any other games. Uh, just that one. That one stands out. I had two games after that. Two W's, you know, easy, easy wins. Maybe not easy. That's disrespectful. No, they were easy. But that guy, man. Respect. Not even going to give his name. That's how much I hate and respect him. Don't even want to bring it up. All right. This is really going to get to my throat. So we came down to the end. I promised you guys some drama. Promised you guys some H4 callouts or H2, H2 pros getting called out. So who uh, who wants to hear some H4 drama? You guys? You guys? Okay. okay. All right. Let's let's get into it. Let's, you don't have to. You don't have to convince me. No, we're going to do it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the age four drama. Thank you. So here's the deal. There is an age four tournament coming up called Golden League. Golden League 2. And from what I gather, Golden League runs a bunch of little tournaments or uh, circuits. I don't know. All year long. Pretty standard games. They're just doing, you know, not no real rules. Just draft a sieve. I'm making that up. I don't even know if they draft sieves. But pretty standard tournament. Then they run... Is it called the Golden Link? I'm so unprepared for whatever they do. 
that's not the drama part. But for their big tournament, they put a lot of weird rules in. Like the first round, you can't build stone walls. And then the second round, you can't... What's some stuff they do? I don't know. Can't build palisades. Can't build siege. I don't... Just some weird stuff like that. Not exactly that. The stone wall thing's true. But uh, the rest of it, I don't... I don't know what other rules they put in. I haven't, I haven't looked into it. That being said, there was some pros and probably community members that did not like that and spoke very harshly to the tournament organizer, to some of the admins. They were not happy with the rules and expressed it vehemently. Um, not going to name any names. I could, I should name names, but... Uh, you figure it out. You do some look. So the tournament organizer, whose name I will not mention him. Because I already mentioned Golden Link. Uh, let me see if I still got it pulled up. Tournament organizer's name is Pesty. And Pesty runs EGC, who's a predominant AOE4 tournament organizer. Pesty posted on Reddit, kind of just airing some of this out, airing some frustration, telling their side of the story, and basically saying, you know, as a as a primary age four tournament organizer, I don't want to do this anymore. So um and to point out some of the disrespect shown, he called out two AOE2 pros by name Viper and Doubt. Here's what Pesty had to say about Viper and Doubt. It's a direct quote, direct quoting now. And start. The second revelation was at the main event of Red Bull Wololo in Heidelberg. With the aforementioned issues already beginning to eat away at me, I noticed something else that was significantly less subtle. And the moment I arrived, just about every time I bumped into an AOE2 player that had ever so much as played one competitive game of AOE4, they'd come up to me and say words of thanks and encouragement for what we had done for the game. A game they weren't even playing for the likes of Viper, to people like Doubt, who I surely didn't even pay out more than $100 to who did little more than dip his toe into the game, they all came up to me to pass on my thanks to our team for running the events for them. For every one person from the AOE4 pro community that had a word to say, 10 from AOE2 that had gained absolutely nothing from our project would come up to me. And then there's some more things. End, end quote. End scene. What do we say about that? I respect that. Obviously, who doesn't? Who wouldn't like that? Who would not? Who would, who would look at that and be like, that was weak, right? No, that's cool. I respect that. I think here's maybe the difference. And I'm pulling this from Reddit comments. So, obviously, uh, this is probably nonsensical. But the age 2 pros, they've been playing this game forever. Like, 
not not even you know the game has been out for over two decades now, and most of them started early on, but even those that didn't decade and a half, they've put a lot into this game, and they've played what it was it profitable, and I would say a lot of them a lot of the pros you know that we consider pros probably aren't making a ton of profit off this game anyways. I would say a lot of them have a nine to five that we would maybe expect wouldn't just because they're household names for us probably still not, you know, making a living off this game. They're making some money, you know, streaming YouTube, if they've got it, some prize winnings, but not enough to, you know, keep themselves sustained, much less a family. So, but the H2 fellas, I put a lot of time, a lot of energy. They, they've seen the game in good and bad. And they know that, you know, without, without TOs, without uh, energy and viewers, this whole thing, this whole dream falls apart. And maybe in H4, a lot of them did not come from H2. You know, they came from StarCraft. They came from maybe League of Legends. I don't know a lot of these guys' history. Uh, I know some of the age four commentators who were really good at the game, but probably not professional level. They came from age three. So the people that are keeping age four running and kind of pulling interest into the game, they came from age two. They know the struggle. Or they came from age three, rather. Sorry. They came from age three. They know the struggle. If there was a game that struggled, it was age three. No offense. Unless that's offensive. Uh, so I think that's the difference, right? H4 crowd, they came from another game. And maybe when H4 runs down or a better RTS comes along, maybe they bounce out to that. And they take those skills they learned in H4, transition over, and keep moving. The H2 guys, they're not going anywhere. They like H2, right? They've mastered this game. This is a game of depth, a game that they've put uh, their heart and soul into, and there's a lot of good goodwill around age two. I respect that. Uh, I think we could use we could do a little more trash talk. You know, we need a little more of a little more conflict, a little more passion would be good. Uh, we need a couple more MBLs. You know, some 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 fights. Maybe not name calling. A little bit of name calling, but uh, all that aside. For me, as a main H2 guy, very much appreciate hearing how professional our guys are. I have some friends that went to Heidelberg, and they said the same thing. The H4 pros were loving H2. H4. The H2, they said the H2 pros were loving it. Everything that you would want from your internet heroes. They were, they were eating up the attention. Very nice, very approachable. Um, Dude, I even had a dream about Tattle last night. That's how approachable they made these guys sound. That I felt like in a dream, I was hanging out with Tato. Um, Say that out loud. I need probably some time off from this game. Uh, that's It doesn't sound as good coming out of my mouth. But, uh, yeah. So, props to those guys. Props to our age 2 pros. Keep that up. Keep the professionalism. And uh, H4, I hate to hear that. Really do. 
hate to hear that a main tournament organizer is organizer is really struggling to uh, to want to keep doing that. I do like H four. It's it's growing on me. I haven't played it a ton lately. The last time I played, because the Meganels don't do damage to your own troops. When I came back to age two. I was like killing myself all over the place. So that that wasn't a nice experience. But hey, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I don't know if this is your cup of tea. But uh, if it is, let us know. If it's not, let us know. Join the Discord. Give us some give us some feedback. I will take that and do something with it. Maybe good, maybe bad. And what else? Thanks, Lazaro, for letting me try this. Uh, I might. This might be the only episode. This might not even air. So if if suddenly. Boxer's just not part of the show. Uh, it's probably because of this. So closing down to the end, um, I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank my wife, my my mom, my dad, everybody. It's been a great. It's been great. Thank you, you guys. Yep, all the crowd, people here in person. On the yes, thank you. That's that's good. You know, thank you. Thank you guys. Good night. Drive safe. Uh, kiss your kiss your loved ones. Have a good night.